Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We want to do a follow-up on a story we did last hour, and it has to do with uh, the uh, proposed lawsuit that's going on. Uh, If you missed the story, uh, Premium TV Network Super Channel has filed a lawsuit against four Canadian retailers for allegedly selling what they call pirate devices and educating customers on how to use them to watch TV without paying for it. Uh, In a court document uh, that was filed in federal court this week, Super Channel accuses Best Buy, Staples, Canada Computers, and London Drugs of copyright infringement, claiming that their employees are urging customers to pirate online content using streaming devices that are sold in the store. They say, uh, go on to say, the uh, four retailers are advertently contributing to the creation of a culture of widespread infringement and theft. Uh, these are allegations, of course, and uh, we're not sure if this is going to go on. Now, I mentioned when I was talking to Adam Oldfield about this in the last hour, that uh, and Adam, of course, took the side, well, too bad, so sad. You know, that's cutting into their bottom line. Uh, consumers should be able to do what they want to watch their product. Uh, I said there's another side to this, obviously, and that's the industry side of this. That's the business side of this. Uh, not just Super Channel, but I think everybody who's going to be impacted by this, because we're all consumers in one way, shape, or form for this. Uh, so to that end, uh, I want to bring Troy Rubin into the conversation. Troy is the Executive Vice President of Broadcast Networks with Chorus Entertainment. Uh, Troy, thank you for the time. Good to have you with us today. Well, thanks for having me on, Bill. Listen, I know you were listening to the interview, uh, as, as you always do, listen to the shows, uh, uh, and you heard Adam's comments about this. Uh, and again, this is going before the courts. And I wanted, I'm glad you had the chance to come on and talk about this today. To give us your perspective, the industry perspective on this, because uh, as with everything, there's two sides to this. And, and when you hear one side of it, it may make an awful lot of sense, but I think we have to balance that out and find out exactly how this is impacting the industry. Well, yeah, and, and look, uh, let me be clear. Chorus, um, which owns CHML, we don't have a dog in this particular no. fight. We, we're not connected with Super Channel. Super Channel's a small, independent uh, Canadian broadcaster. But, um, you know, what they're, what they're basically saying is that their signals are being stolen via these, uh, these Cody boxes, which are sold in, in big multinational retailers like Best Buy. And I, I was disappointed to hear Adam phrase it as kind of a David and Goliath, with Super Channel being the Goliath. Super Channel's a small Canadian company. Best Buy and Staples; these big, these companies are huge, yeah. uh, you know, multinational retailers. And um, you know, and the other thing that that he failed to recognize is that Super Channel is entirely a subscription channel. There's no advertising on that channel. He was trying to say that, you know, that. Um, you know, Super Channel should be encouraging the further distribution of its signal because it would get its advertisers' messages spread further. Well, Super Channel doesn't take advertising. It is a subscription service. So this is no different than, you know, a retailer selling a camera specifically designed for you to go into the movie theater and shoot the movie so that then you can go distribute it to your friends. Obviously, that's illegal. Um, and uh, and that kind of device would encourage the pirating of of. Uh, of intellectual property, which is exactly what's happening here. But the, the devices themselves are legal, aren't they? Well, they kind of exist in a gray area. It's kind of like the old, um, uh, remember the old gray market satellite TV battle that yeah. happened back in the 90s. And um, yes, you could buy, uh, you know, satellite TV boxes for U.S. distributors in Canada, but they weren't licensed to be in the marketplace. And this is the same thing. The technology is legal, but how it's used, um, Super Channel is arguing, is not. And I think we would be supportive of that argument as well. Um, and, you know, there are many cases, where, you know, uh, 900 CHML is an advertising supported service, mm-hmm. and we as Chorus routinely find these distributors who 
take our signal off the Internet because we stream it through Radio Player, and they will duplicate that signal through Radio Player, and they will distribute it in other parts of the world. And so our, you know, your voice and mine right now is likely going out through what we would call illegal rebroadcasters in multiple places, and we hit those guys with cease and desist regularly because what they will do is they'll sell advertising on top of it. Uh, you know, you'll click on those sites. They'll encourage, hey, click on this. You can get a radio signal from anywhere, and then they'll make money off our work, and we'll get no compensation for it, and Canadians know that's not fair. So in this uh, suit, uh, they also mentioned, uh, what are they called, John Doe's, I guess, as customers. So in other words, they're, they're basically including the people that bought these devices and saying, look, you're part of the problem. Well, if you look at uh, what the music industry did, this is this is kind of the next iteration of what the music industry did a decade ago when it was uh, with services like Napster that ended mm-hmm. up being shut down. And there were individuals, and this is something that people buying these boxes need to know. There's a risk. When it came to music piracy, there were individuals who basically had to file for personal bankruptcy because the big music companies came after them and said, you stole all of our work and redistributed it, and they were found guilty. Now, that's in U.S. courts. Canadian courts have had somewhat different interpretations. But there's always a risk when you look, nothing comes in this world for free. Uh, and anytime somebody tells you that you can just take somebody else's product for free, you may be taking a risk. Well, and the Canadian government responded to, to that crisis, the music crisis at the time. Remember, they put a surcharge on things like recording tapes and things of that nature uh, so that those artists yeah. and, and, and composers could obviously get their, their piece of the pie for something like this. Is it going to take government intervention, Troy, to try to curb this? Well, that's a really good question, and uh, Adam Oldfield made a really good uh, point earlier in saying, you know, Canadians are frustrated with the amount that they have to pay in order to get the content that they want. And part of that starts with the government and with the CRTC. The CRTC, people who like to complain about their cable bills, um, you know, and they always point the finger at the cable company, but understand, the CRTC mandates... Before you get a single channel that you would actually pay to subscribe for, you are forced to take a whole suite of channels that have very low viewership. Channels like APTN, Omni, Accessible Media, CPAC, the Queen's Park Channel. These are all the public service channels that the government has decided need to be bundled as part of the cable package. And so they make up what is the basic cable package. So you start not at zero. You start at 25 bucks, mm-hmm. And then people claim that, oh, it costs me so much more to get the channels I want. Well, that's because government intervention has forced you to take this package of channels in the first place. And, um, and look, we as a society have clearly elected governments who've decided that that's in the interest of Canadian content. It's in the interest of public service, that we want to support multilingualism. We want to support uh, Aboriginal peoples. We want to support further information about our politics. But that burden's been entirely placed on the regulated system. And, of course, the Netflixes of the world, they don't offer those kinds of things. They're not made to. They don't offer local news for Hamilton and Niagara. They don't offer, uh, they don't even employ Canadians. Netflix has one employee in Canada, and he's a lobbyist. So understand that, you know, there's a real dichotomy between those of us who have to play in the old regulated system and those who can come over the top skim off all the cream in terms of audience and not have to pay any of the taxes. And the government's got to address that. Well, and I guess that now we're going to get into regulation and I, and I guess some definition as to what's illegal and what's legal. I mean, uh, as I mentioned in my conversation with Adam, I mean, I, we've got a Roku box hooked up to our TV. And, uh, you know, because I was under the impression that if I'm streaming it, I'm, I'm not really breaking any laws. But is it ethical? Well, it, look, um, 
at Chorus, we have Global has an agreement with Roku. Global is distributed yeah. through Roku. People can watch our channels. Um, same with, uh, you know, we've done recently done a deal with Amazon Prime, so you can buy a whole selection of uh, Chorus channels, including Global, W Network, Showcase, Adult Swim. Those are all offered through a bundle that we call Stack TV through Amazon Prime. And again, let's admit, it, it's a way for people to go around the old, more expensive system and get those same channels at a lower price through the internet, but but our rights have been respected and our content has been paid for via our distribution agreement with Amazon Prime. So there's lots of legal streams for Canadian companies. Bell Media has set up Crave TV. It's a huge streaming operation yeah. that competes directly with Netflix. It's not like Canadians aren't innovating in this space. Um, and, you know, and just because you stream doesn't mean that you're doing something unethical. It's when you are being, you know, basically going around and you're not paying anything for the signals. If there's no subscription fee, you may be in a real gray area. And it is illegal. I don't know that anybody's ever been charged with this, but I mean, you know, there are things that they can do. I mean, just about, I, I knew two or three guys back in the day, Troy, that had those illegal uh, satellite things. And, you know, every now and then it would go down and they'd have to call a guy who would come over and fix it. And a month or two later, it would go down again. I think they finally just gave up and said, look, this is not worth the trouble anymore because there's so much more available now. Yeah, no, and that's absolutely it. And, that, and those things kind of finally died out the same way that Napster basically got shut down through a whole series of court rulings. And, and maybe this, this does work its way out eventually as, you know, all of us get a little bit better at being able to monitor and police where our signals go. Um, but for the time being, you know, I think Super Channel has a, has a real point here. Super Channel it will be a dead business if people don't pay to subscribe to that service, the same way that you pay to go into a movie theater. That is an entirely a pay TV channel. Um, so people who claim that they can give you Super Channel's programming without you having to pay, they're lying or they're cheating. Yeah, and either either way, not a good thing. Let's try. I'm, I'm so glad you had a chance to come on and talk about this and, and, and clarify some some issues. Uh, uh, I, I, as I mentioned when I was talking to Adam last hour, I, I'm watching to see just how this how far this is going to go and just what kind of resolution it's going to be. It's going to be a rather interesting debate, I guess, when they finally get in front of a judge. Yeah, and look, I get that nobody really has sympathy for uh, for cable companies and telecom companies. Um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get their tariff on you whether you're buying a cable channel or whether you're buying internet through them. But understand, behind all of that are companies like ours who need to create Canadian content. And let's face it, the entire Canadian content system has been, in small part, subsidized by the fact that we've been able to be the distribution channels for big international content as well. And the more that the big international companies are just going around us and coming in directly and holding back the rights to their shows. You know, Disney Plus is coming in yeah. um, soon. The more that erodes our abilities to create the Canadian content. The Canadian government has responded by saying, well, let's put more obligations onto the Canadian business. But the Canadian business can no longer afford to, to uh, hold the obligations that we used to have, let alone take on new ones because our business is under attack from the outside. So the government, whether it's going to be a liberal or a conservative or something else, is going to have to confront this issue uh, in the next legislative term and decide, what does it want? Does it want there to be a distinct Canadian media business, or is it just going to throw it all open? But it can't have it both ways. Clearly not. Troy, as always, thanks so much for this. Great having you on the program today. Thank you so much, Bill. Really appreciate it. Take care. Troy Reeve, of course, Executive VP, Broadcast Networks with uh, Chorus Entertainment. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.